Welcome back to the Sipping with Sin podcast, a podcast about stuff and things pertaining to gaming, content creation, horror, comics, music, pop culture, and more. Grab your favorite beverage and take a sip with us. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Sipping with Sim podcast. It is that time for yet another episode to grace your ear holes. Let us take a sip to start this episode. Uh, it tastes like victory, boys and girls. It is sour season, though, the beer drinkers out there. I do love a good sour, especially when it gets warm. Drinking some blood orange. And uh, if you're watching on YouTube, I'm showing the can that I just poured. Uh, delicious, though. But welcome back to another episode. We have a fun-filled episode for you today. Excited to talk about some uh, some topics, some news, and uh, and some stuff, and uh, get some knowledge dropped on you. But as always, let's welcome the one, the only Christian. Hello, hello. How is everyone today? All righty, Christian's back, looking like a snack. I'm sure, as always, Christian, you looking like a snack. <laughs> I can picture Always. you in my in my mind in my mind's eye. I can picture you looking like a whole a whole damn meal, not even a snack. You know, uh, I, I got to say that uh, that's that's pretty that's pretty true. Pretty true. I, I like it. I like it. All right. Well, new view, uh, new viewers. Good God, returning listeners or new listeners or viewers. Hell, if you're watching on YouTube, same thing. Um, what we like to do to start every podcast is we like to know what everybody is watching, reading, listening to, or playing currently. It's a good way to kind of kick off, break the ice, get things rolling, and we're going to do that right now. Christian, what have you been up to this past week? This past week, I uh, I finished watching a show that I mentioned uh, on another episode previously, and that show is called Kingdom. It's on Netflix. It was that uh, South Korean zombie uh, show that I was talking about. So finish that show. It's two seasons, six episodes each. It is fantastic i loved it uh, i love the zombies i love the story the characters backstories uh my favorite character who i won't mention died and i'm not gonna lie to you i shed a couple of tears it was very sad it hit me in the feels and then right after this character that i won't name dies of course it's the end of the episode because the big dramatic you know turn of the episode and then the next episode shows you his backstory and why he freaking died and i was like why are you stomping on my chest right now don't do this to me so they literally just broke me down on my couch and uh i, I gotta say man it was totally worth it um if, if you don't mind reading subtitles if you don't mind hearing things in a, in a foreign language to us um it, it's totally worth it uh, the effects are, you know, effects are pretty good for what you get on on shows like this. Uh, CGI effects or or practical? In general, the in general effects. The effects for the zombies were, were great for the most part. There are some wonky CGI segments, which we've kind of come to expect in this day and age. But yes. I gotta say, um, there there's something that I noticed. All the characters outside when they're breathing, you see that like kind of fake breath effect for you know to show us that it's a little chilly outside yeah and that gets annoying i mean if if, if you're watching it and your tv is like super hd you'll definitely notice it if you're watching it and you have the you know cheaper version of netflix that's not so uh hd <laughs> uh, not 4k or whatever then then you might not notice it but i totally noticed it and that it got annoying but other than that man i, I love this this uh the show 
Uh, I'm sad it's only two seasons. I'm hoping that it gets a third season. It did have a a 90-minute special episode after the third season, but it's kind of like a prequel to the the entire series itself, and it wasn't nearly as uh, as exciting as um, the the two seasons that followed it. So um, that, that's what I got to say, so man. Five if you seasons? haven't seen it, it's it's two seasons, two seasons. Oh, I thought you said Six third season at one point. No, I'm saying I hope it gets a third. Season. Oh, okay. So two seasons long. How many episodes in a season? Six episodes, so twelve all together. Yeah, it's a it's a quick watch. Each episode is about you know roughly forty minutes. Uh, a couple episodes are shorter at thirty, but uh, it's something that if you're a binger, you can totally binge that pretty quickly. And if you're like me and like to savor the taste of things, uh, it took me about uh, a week and a half to finish both uh, seasons. So I uh, highly recommend it. It is worth your time. If you like zombies and got sick of looking at the typical Walking Dead kind of thing, uh, then then go for it, man. It's a it's a welcome change. So uh, absolutely try it out. Okay. Nice. Nice little Netflix recommendation. All right. So absolutely. is that all you've been into this week, or have you been in anything else? Uh, one more thing. I uh, okay. So I did read a bit this, uh, this week, and I started reading a new comic from uh, Image, and uh, that comic is called Ultra Mega, and Ultra Mega is dope. Uh, love the arts by uh, James Howard and uh, and uh, Dave Stewart. Um, I, I actually was just gifted volume one of this. A friend of mine wanted to have a conversation about the comic. I hadn't read it, so he sent it to me. So, Jules, if you ever listen to this, thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. Uh, this quickly became one of my new favorites. Uh, I'm sad I didn't catch this. Uh, in the singles as it was coming out because I really, really enjoy what I'm seeing. Um, to explain the comic without completely ruining the story, it's kind of post-apocalyptic. Um, if you are a fan or know of Ultraman, the Japanese uh, superhero, if you are if you know anything about Ultraman, then this is kind of like a really dark, gritty, almost parody version of Ultraman. Like, um, essentially, Ultra Mega is a... Um, extraterrestrial terrestrial, uh, being that attaches itself to humans to fight for humanity, humanity uh, and they fight kaijus. So, I mean, you get these little guys in these, uh, in these suits, essentially. Like, uh, you start off, you got three guys. There's a green, a red, and a blue. And um, they, they, it's kind of like Power Rangers in a sense, if, if you're more familiar with that, other than uh, Ultraman or... Uh, you know, Super Sentai, which is a Japanese version of Power Ranger, stuff like that. It's really cool looking. It is not for kids. This thing is brutal. It's gritty. Um, th- there are deaths in this comic. It is pretty freaking bloody. Like, I know that you guys can't see it because you're listening to me speak right now. But I'm just looking at the art right now, and it's gruesome looking, man. Like, there's some moments in here where there's a moment where a character gets killed, and he's huge. This character that gets killed is, is giant, like towering over skyscrapers and stuff. He gets killed, and it just rains blood through the city, <laughs> and everybody's just getting bloody and gross and disgusting, and you know they have to clean it up later, and there are more kaijus to fight later, and all this, and it, the art is really cool. Um, it's akin to uh, Mike Manola's um, art for Hellboy. So if you if you've seen any Hellboy comics, then you kind of know what you're getting into when it comes to the art for this. But it's colorful without being too bright if that makes sense. 
And, and I just, I love this comic, dude. I, I love it so much. I like the writing. I like that there's kaijus. I like that there's madness. I like that there's these ultra mega characters that you find throughout the the story. Uh, it, it's amazing. And it's by, like I said, it's by Image and Skybound, the same people who did Invincible. So if you know what Invincible is, then you kind of know what you're getting into with this. And I recommend it. I'm not done with it yet. Um, what I have contains the first four issues. I've read the first three issues. I have one left. And I I can tell you right now, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to start keeping up with this comic right after this. Like I, I love it that much. And when the omnibus of this comes out, when it's available, I'm totally going to buy it because I want to collect all of these. So um, Ultra Mega, one more time, if you've never heard of it, never seen it, allow me to be the first person to introduce you to Ultra Mega. Go to your local LSE. Uh, check this out. It's amazing. Uh, if nothing else, if, if you can't you know, get to a local store and then pick it up, then hop on Amazon, type in Ultra Mega comic and, uh, and, and treat yourself. You totally deserve it if you're a comic lover. Okay, I've actually never heard of it, so that sounds interesting. Is the Man, art? So the, it, you said the art's kind of similar to like Invincible. The the art is similar to Hellboy. Oh, Hellboy. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. So if you're familiar with the art of Hellboy, then you kind of know what you're getting into for this. Um, it like I said, man, it's really really good. Um, I love it. Um, I, I can't praise this. Is comic it dark enough, like man. Hellboy? What's that? Is it dark like Hellboy? Um, dark in a sense of, of tone, yes, but okay. it's it's a lot brighter color wise than Hellboy is. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so what you what I can say about the the color for this is when you're reading this comic, you will never not know what's happening. You will always know what's happening. Everybody's drawn pretty clearly. The style is gritty like Hellboy, but the guy who colors it, Dave Stewart, knows what he's doing. He's colored a bunch of shit for image, so like it, I'm telling you, man, it, it's 100% worth it. Okay. All right. Sweet. All right. So is that a wrap on what you've been into this week, or is there anything else? I believe that is it for me. Uh, I, I've, like I said, I've been nerding out this week. You know, Zombies in a new comic. You've been, you've been doing it Zombies in a new comic. That's right. And and you know what? It's It's been pretty good. Uh, aside from that, man, I've been trying to, you know, just be a little healthier in general. You know, I've been getting outside a lot more, been eating a little better, trying to stay away from some of the – the fried food and the grease and the and the and the fast you know uh, pickup to go kind of things. I've been cooking at home a lot more. Well, I haven't been cooking. My partner's been cooking, but you know how it goes. Um, yeah, man, just just doing better and and reading and 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 watching Kingdom. So that's that's been my week. What about you? All right. Um. So I have recently. So it we we talked about it on a previous podcast. We are in a kind of a stale moment for gaming. A lot of delays and stuff happening, you know, with COVID and everything, studios, slow kind of getting back up, full strength, all that stuff. Delays are happening, all this stuff. Um, so I have been playing Assassin's Creed, but a game I actually had, I don't think I'd heard of it at all until Monday, maybe. I was watching Evil Dead because we talked about Evil Dead last episode, I believe. I was watching mm -hmm. people play Evil Dead, and uh, people brought up a game called V Rising, and I was like, oh, that sounds... You know, like maybe like a, a JRPG or something, you know, something like yeah. that. It's kind of what I thought, but man, I was wrong. I was super wrong because uh, it released <laughs> the next day in early access. And what this game is is a vampire survival experience. So for you gamers out there, if you've played a game called Valheim, Valheim, I believe is how you say it. I may have butchered it. If I did, I'm sorry. 
But uh, essentially, it's a, a survival game where you go and you harvest materials. You can build bases and stuff like that. So quick rundown of this game. You're doing that. You're building a base and all that, but you're a vampire. So during the day, you will be like a burnt little vampire if you're in the sun. You have to find shade. Like, I don't know. So it's a vampire survival experience. You build your castle. You hunt for blood. You rise in power. Uh, you conquer the world of the living in a gothic multiplayer survival game. And this is coming from the actual uh, Play V Rising website. Uh, it says you awaken as a weakened vampire after centuries of slumber. Hunt for blood in nearby settlements to regain your strength while hiding from the scorching sun to survive. Explore a vast open world together with friends or hunt solo as you pillage villagers, raid bandit camps, traverse the territories of supernatural beasts, rebuild your castle, and convert humans into loyal servants in a quest to raise your vampire empire. Make allies online and wage war against other players in the world of conflict. Will you become the next Dracula? So, dude, this game is freaking awesome. So, like, pretty much after centuries, you awake and you are a vampire and you just kind of have basic stuff. It's not a normal leveling system, so you don't level like, I'm level one, I'm level two. It goes off your gear score. So, like, based on, like, stuff you equip or you make through crafting, your, obviously, your, like, item score, gear score, whatever, goes up. And then that's how you can kind of judge about enemies and stuff. There's, like, bosses out in the world. There's, like, vampire hunters. Of course, there's, like, villagers. There's... Like bandits, uh, miners, and then on top of that, while you're doing your thing, depending on what kind of realm you get in, there's also other clans of vampires. I think there's four vampires on a public one, four vampires in a clan. You can straight up go raid another clan's castle and take their castle from them. You can do all kinds of stuff. This game has PvP, PvE. It has a lot of stuff. It's pretty freaking awesome. We're playing on a, a private community server, and this is only my second day of playing it so far, so we're still pretty early into it. But it has been a freaking blast. Came out of nowhere, saw gameplay, and I was like, okay, I did games like this. And, of course, it's a vampire. So, it's pretty awesome. I, I've been super into it, and I'm excited to continue to play it. Building our castle and doing vampire things. It's been uh, it's been pretty sweet. So, if you guys haven't already, definitely go check out V Rising. Um, Christian, I feel like you would dig this game. It The art style reminds me of... Um, Dauntless, if anyone out there listening has played Dauntless, I get like a oh. Dauntless vibe from it. Dauntless or maybe like Spellbreak or um, there was one more I was thinking of and I, I can't think of it now. But yeah, that kind of style of art and like character design and shading and stuff like that. But uh, it looks awesome. It runs great. To be an early access game, it, it's been really good so far. I've been really impressed. Hopefully they'll roll content out from it to keep you know people engrossed in it and going. But just the leveling, there is, you you die. I mean, like I said, the sun is brutal. There's like, if you get hit by the sun, you have just a few seconds, and then the sun will start ticking on you, and then you're dead. Like, you're just burnt. You're gone. And, of course, you can respawn and all. But it, <laughs> you just out here crispy? Dude, you are crispy. Like, no joke, if you're, because it, it has like a timer. You know, when the moon comes up, you're fine. It's night, your powers, you're stronger, all that. But when the sun's out, you like stick to the shadows. And if you get in the sun, like, you'll kind of start burning. You can see it. And then your screen will just kind of get really bright and it'll probably take like two or three seconds and you're gone. Like you're done. You're dead. It's over. Is it, is um, it easy to get out of the sun in this game? Yeah. I mean, there's shadows, there's like trees and stuff. And like, you just kind of use that. And then of course your castle, um, there's this like little 
thing you can do that helps put like a mist over your thing if you haven't like fully built a nice castle or anything yet or like a base to kind of shield mm-hmm. you from the sun um but it's really cool the abilities are cool so you can hunt down various like almost bosses kind of like a monster hunter style it tracks oh, like okay. it gives you like a blood trail and you'll go find them like one of them is like a, an alpha wolf i think it's like the very first one you can do and once you kill it and feed from it it gives you the ability to turn to a wolf. You can transform to a wolf to like move around. So you That's get really like various cool. abilities from these bosses and you I don't know, it's it's pretty freaking awesome so far. I I've really liked it. They have a PVP mode that's like full loot. So say you're running around in the world and Christian rolls up on you and just destroys your life, he can take all your stuff. That's a certain PVP mode on a, it's like its own kind of server thing. There's like I said there's various PVP modes, PvE you know, uh, private game servers and then dedicated that you can rent and all kinds of stuff. But we're playing on a community server right now, so it's pretty chill. Haven't started wars and stuff yet. Uh, everybody's kind of just building their castle and learning the game and, you know, progressing right now. But it, it's been really awesome. Come out of nowhere. Really enjoying it so far. Uh, but definitely, if you enjoy this kind of game, survival games, I recommend checking out V Rising. I think it's like, it's on Steam. I think it's only PC right now, and I think it's like $20 maybe. It's not bad. Not bad at all for it. Uh, but I've been playing that, so I started that in the last two days. And I watched The Northman finally. We, uh, Me and the missus have watched The Northman. I've been nice. pretty excited to check it out. Like I said, I, I really dig like the Norse mythology and stuff like that. Um, Alexander Skarsgård's in it. He's the, the lead. Uh, it has Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke uh anya taylor joy and it it was ooh. william defoe is also in it wait what was that i said ooh, yeah it's got a really good cast what i will say i don't want to go too in depth because i believe christian has not seen this yet correct i i have not seen the movie i know a lot about it but i haven't sat down and watched it yet okay i'm gonna hold off because i don't want to say anything to potentially ruin it i will say it when helps. christian watches it we will yeah. have a full discussion because I would love to go in like discussing it because I love the mythology and stuff of this. Um, mm-hmm. What I will say is the shots, the director of this, the way they shoot certain things is really cool. I really like the cinematography of it in, in different things. Um, the story is cool. A um, lot of mythology stuff in it, kind of like their beliefs and everything. Uh, the fighting's cool. Skarsgård does a really good job. Uh, Nicole Kidman does a really good job, I thought. William Defoe is, it's not really a spoiler, he's kind of like, a, he's hes a fool of their clan, I guess is the yeah, word. He's, he's not in the movie long, I know that. He, But he's good at like that crazy character, and of course, kind of what he does, he does a great job. Really cool movie, though. I, re- I liked it. Um, you could kind of see... I will say, like, the foreshadowing stuff, you could kind of see where it was going to go and what's going to happen. It doesn't ruin your experience, though. It was a really good movie. Like I said, the shots, the visuals, really, really cool. There's a lot of stuff. But there's a lot of stuff I don't want to talk about on purpose because I want to get into it with Christian. But if you have a chance, definitely check out The Northman. If you're into Viking stuff or anything like that, it's really cool. Really cool film. Really well done. Really good cast. So I enjoyed it. And the other thing I recently watched, I actually watched uh, last night. Um, And this is a movie that I'm kind of excited to talk about this a little bit. Because I feel like 
Christian's about to get this. I, I feel like his little switch is about to get flipped right here. So this movie got shit on pretty hard. Everything I've seen, he got shit on frequently and pretty hard. And I will say, I don't think it needed to be shit on that bad. For my like thing. But I watched Morbius last night. I watched Morbius. <laughs> and see, he's already laughing. This is not a good start. I watched Morbius last night. I'm going to start with, I think Jared Leto is a good vampire. And I think him playing a vampire in general is perfect. Because he looks like a damn vampire to me already. I think that's good. I also think... what uh, I think Jared Leto has had a rough go in superhero style movies. I did not care for his Joker in Suicide Squad. Which I don't think that was all his fault. I think that was more the writing. And what they elected to put in the film. Christian, is that fair? Uh, for the Joker, yes. I Suicide think Squad that, Joker. Yeah, yeah, Suicide, yeah. Specifically Suicide Squad Joker, I think that there was a combination of things. I think, one, it was very rushed. Two, the writing for the Joker was very bad. And three, the route that uh, Jared Leto chose to go um, was also like very it. bad. I think that the problem I, for Jared Leto, for me, just as an actor, not for Morbius, not for Joker, is he is a method actor. And I think that the only time you really hear about people method acting is when they're playing an asshole. And yes, um, Robert Pattinson did say that. I'm like kind of quoting him on that, a loose quote. Um, but yeah, dude, I, I think that the the point of method acting, like if you can't do it safely and, and, and make sure that everything's where it needs to be, then don't do it. But I'm also not an actor, so like you know, how do I have the right to say that? And you know, blah blah blah. But but yeah, man, I just think that the 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 route that was chosen for the Joker in Suicide Squad was absolutely the wrong turn there. Okay. Um, especially after coming clean off of you know Heath Ledger, arguably one of the best Jokers of all time. Like, I, I I'm not trying to compare him to other Jokers aside from the Joker that I would see in a comic. You know, the closest Joker I could see him to or see him as was a Joker in a story called uh, I want to say it's Batman R.I.P. or Rest in Peace. And you see Joker very quickly in that, and he has you know a giant dragon tattoo on his back, and he's not with Harley in this. He's with. Um, I forget I forget the character's name, but she's got like... Did he growl like, and have a grill? No, that's okay. never been... That was part of my issue with it. Like, in no Joker I've ever seen, did he growl at people and, like, make these weird noises? Yeah, it was It was just all... Okay, I don't want to say We can agree, wrong, that Joker but... was not good. I, no. I was not a fan of it. Um, so let, let's hear about your Morbius, though. Hold on. What, what well, you, before that, I will say he did redeem himself some in Snyder Cut Justice League as Joker. I liked that version of the Joker way more than the Suicide Squad. It was a very right. small portion, but it, he had there was changes to it, significant changes. I mean, he still, obviously, is Jared Leto playing the Joker, so he's going to look similar, but there was changes compared to Suicide Squad. And I liked that one and the engagement with Affleck. Like, over all that. Like, I thought that was much better. I, I don't agree. know how you felt about it, but I, I really thought that that was a much better Joker 
character. And I wish we would have got that in a larger scale on Suicide Squad than what we got. But, yeah. No, I agree. Um, but like I said, he kind of he got shit on for that. And Morbius comes out, and it got delayed. God, uh, I don't even know how many times, honestly. A lot. Over a year, that's for sure. Yeah, it, it got pushed back several times. It got delayed over two years, three years. I think it was three years altogether. So, I will start with, I think he's a good vampire because he looks like a vampire. We'll start with that. Um, okay. I went in with very low expectations. I'm going to be honest. I, I didn't see spoilers. I didn't read anything. I avoid that stuff like the plague. But I did see pretty much the general consensus. No, Everyone trashed it. Everyone talked about how bad it was, all that. Um, I will say I do think it doubled its sales from budget to box office. So we may see more stuff, which we I guess we would have to to do Midnight Suns, right? Actually, hold on. I'll, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. We'll, we'll lead to that. That is a whole different conversation. Okay, going off topic. So, Jared Leto. Okay, Morbius is an origin story. This movie, for sure. And I took it as that. Um, the villain is... You see it coming. There's not a lot of depth. I guess, if you're looking for some like deep, crazy story, this is a dude that has a disease that becomes like partial vampire and has all these super abilities, supernatural ability stuff from vampire... Like having that blood in him, you're you're not getting a super deep story. He's dealing with the the struggles of the constant urge to feed. He's a very brilliant mind scientist um, with a disease that he's trying to cure. He has a friend that has uh, I'm I think a similar disease, I guess, um, but they're really close and yeah. You can kind of see where that's going. Similar disease. Morbius finds a thing. Yeah. So you can see where that's heading. The villain, there's not a lot, but kind of my thoughts were in origin, it's more about Morbius than it is having a really strong villain immediately because he's dealing with his struggle of the never ending struggle of wanting to feed. He's a vampire. Um, the special effects were pretty cool. I like, so there's like these entrails that follow him. I guess I guess it could be sound or whatever because the bats have what uh, sonar or whatever. I guess it's mm -hmm. that in a sense, but it has a really cool effect. With like, depending on the clothes he's wearing, it'll throw a color into it besides just like the waves coming off of him. So it has a cool effect as he's like jumping around, kind of flying, gliding, you know, in spots or moving really fast. Um, the CGI on the vampire face when he goes full vampire mode uh, in parts was a little wonky, but it's I feel like it's probably going to be wonky when they're in like beast mode in most of it, and I kind of expected it because I, I feel like that's really hard to nail down with what the movements and all. Um, like I said, the story is not anything that's going to like blow your mind. And before I continue to go, I like the movie. I mean, I enjoyed my watch through of it. Is it the best thing I've ever seen? No. But is it the worst thing I've ever seen? No. It's not. It's not boo-boo shoes to me. With that being said, I've never read Morbius comics. My knowledge of Morbius goes from the 90s 
Spider-Man uh, origin story of Michael Morbius and stuff like that. Which then he, I think he used, he didn't even like drink blood like a normal vampire. He used his hands, right? And took plasma, Christian? Yeah, that, that Morbius was a lot different. He definitely consumed a plasma through the yeah. plasma suckers on his uh, hands. So, yes. So, one thing I feel like could have helped this movie, an R rating. Uh, there was very limited blood for a vampire film. And there definitely should have been more blood. You could even make it a little more darker and a little more brutal in parts. That would have helped it. It's a vampire film. Go the route of Deadpool and stuff. Let it let it happen. Um I don't so I've seen a lot of people give it like ones and twos. I wouldn't even give it that. I would say it's probably a six, six and a half, maybe. Like I said, it's not gonna be the the best. This isn't like watching Avengers or you know, the Batman or or Dark Knight or anything like that. It's not anything you're going to be like, damn, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. So definitely temper expectations. But I don't think it's the worst movie I've ever seen either. Like, I enjoyed my watch there. It wasn't something like I lost interest early in and was and was done with. Um, Man, I don't know. Like, it it ends with leading. So you have Michael Keaton in there. He has a cameo as the Vulture, tying in the multiverse. That's not really a spoiler. And apparently they approach, and Christian, I'm going to need you to clarify this. They, it's something about forming a team. I didn't know Morbius was in a team with him. The only th- only thing I knew Vulture was in was, was I think, like the Sinister Six. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not really sure what that is unless this is their way of forming that. Do you know? Um, I will get into that when I essentially talk about the movie as well. Um, but to, to answer that as as quickly as I can, uh, no, Vulture wasn't on a team with Morbius. They were on two completely different teams. Um, Morbius is on Midnight Suns, right? Yeah. He was on another team as well. Other than the Midnight Suns. I can't remember what the name of it is, but it was predating the Midnight Suns. Because he's a, yes, technically he's an anti-hero. He's a bad guy in Spider-Man at times, but he's technically not always a bad guy. He's just fighting the urge. Like, he's in the gray area kind of deal. Yes. Because he wants to help people. He's a scientist trying to help people, but at the same time he has this monster. Um, I will say the transformation when it goes from Jared Leto's face to the the face of, like, the vampire, like, full on, is really cool. I did like that. Um, the villain... His is a little goofy in times to me. And also, he's a little goofy in times to me. Um, like I said, I wasn't... I didn't really put a lot of stock in the villain just because it's not really about him. This is just Morbius kind of, I guess, learning what all he can do, learning how to control, all that stuff. Um, his shoes bother me. I have a r- weird thing. The villain's shoes bothered the shit out of me the whole movie. This man dressed nice as hell, was rich, and he wore some sneakers. Some like not even some weird sneakers at that. I didn't like it. I don't know. It was weird. <laughs> yeah, weird things bother me in movies. Um the action was alright. There were some cool scenes, cool powers. Um the origin. Um I guess they did alright with it. It it is different. I will say, I'm pretty sure. From what I understand, so the origin based on the '90s Spider-Man cartoon 
is different than what we see in the Morbius film, and I believe that's even different from the comics. So it's a completely different origin story. Long story short, he gets uh he pretty much like puts together bat blood, vampire bat blood with human blood, and it helps cure his ailment. Uh, but once he does that, then he drinks blood, artificial blood that he's created, synthetic blood rather, and he has like six hours and it dwindles the time, all that stuff. And pretty much he's like feels great, but once that time goes away, his ailment starts coming back, like he's weak and you know, his legs, he has trouble walking, all this stuff. And he has to eat, and he gets pretty primal and stuff. Um, yeah, I like I said. If okay, I'm gonna compare it to Dracula Untold. If anybody out there has watched Dracula Untold, that was kind of the vibe I got from this movie. If that makes sense, because essentially like a vampirish superhero, but at the same time they're a vampire. So yeah, but kind of similar thing. Um. And now, Christian, do you want to start going in and giving some... I know you have a lot because you've read the comics. I haven't. I don't even know where to start, truthfully, on the comics. But um, I know you probably have quite a bit to go into. Um, yes. Yes. So, I haven't sat down and watched the entirety of Morbius. I have sat down and watched select scenes from the film i have um also i probably should have gave a spoiler alert i really didn't go into a lot of detail but like the vulture thing i guess could be considered a uh, spoiler but at this point i think people already knew i think it was already speculated when it already announced that he was in it at some point or what in the trailer maybe he was definitely in the trailer okay so then it's not that big of a deal okay sorry continue no problem um so I'm going to do my best not to talk in, in tandem about this film, um, but I'm not going to hold back on spoilers of any kind just because the movie's been out long enough. If you care to see it, you've already seen it. And Christian, the movie spoiled I want to pause you. Yeah. yeah. I have to know before you go on your rant, before you probably shit all over this movie too, did you like Venom? The first Venom or the second Venom? Either you can just say yes or no if you liked either one. Yeah, you liked them both. I liked the first one. Okay, fair. That's fair. Okay, but most people did not. Correct. Like it got kind of the same negative review. And this is Sony doing Marvel, right? Yep. Okay. Morbius is also Sony. Just to put everything into perspective. That is correct. Okay. So. Okay. Now here's continue. The- Sorry. About this movie. Here's the thing about this movie. Um, she, she. Sorry, the movie itself is just. It's, it's not good, man. Like it's not. Uh, first, I like to say, I like to say, how how fucking dare you describe this movie in the same light as Dracula Untold? Mind you, I will say, and I will, I will say this, and I'll stand on this hill. I don't believe Dracula Untold is a particularly good movie but it came out at the right time for me because i like vampires in general and i i like seeing vampires in a light where uh you know they're they're shown to be these vicious kind of creatures and not you know too too sparkly and whatnot to to say the least with that said dracula and told as well 
Yeah, but I think I'm the just reason saying, why like, the superhero aspect, he get it's almost like because he's not the Dracula we know. When I think of Dracula, I think of like Ron Stoker's Dracula, like that kind of thing. Not using a Kamehameha of bats to attack a village and shit or whatever. That's right. kind of what I'm referencing right. when I think of like Dracula and told to Morbius. It's kind of like these extra powers and all this stuff and like that. It's kind of the feel I got. Yeah. I assume that's what you were getting to, but the reason why I said what I said was because with Dracula Untold, at least the story was interesting. The story for Morbius is very much not the case. Um, It's not a a good film. The acting's pretty subpar. Um, Even for um, Jared Leto, it's not like it's not the best that I've seen from him for sure. Um, I'm going to be honest, man. I'm tired of making excuses for Jared Leto when it comes to superhero films. They're clearly not for him. He's clearly not the actor you want. Um, if you see a superhero movie coming out and Jared Leto starring in it or, or co-starring in it, it's probably going to be ass at this point. That's just kind of how it goes. You know what I mean? Jared Leto reminds me of like, I'm trying to think of another actor that I've seen recently that's just been in shit movies. Um, he was, he, I don't know, he kind of reminds me of, you remember before Nicolas Cage was cool again? So, like, you had Nicolas Cage, and he was, like, kind of just doing his thing, but people still enjoyed it for the most part. Then you had crazy Nicolas Cage doing shit like Ghost Rider, which wasn't very good, but, you know, people still like it. And then and, and, and then he started kind of going down the rabbit hole, just making movies, whatever it was. And now he's, like, back on the rise again, you know? Like, everybody loves Nick, Nick Cage. Like, I, I kind of wanted to... to contribute that to being like Jared Leto, but like, it's not. Jared Leto is really, he can be really good given the correct material, right? He's won Oscars. We've seen him be in good stuff before. He can totally do it. Everybody always goes back to Fire Club. You go to Texas Buyers Club um, or was it called Texas Buyers? It doesn't even matter. Uh, There are movies that he's been in that have been fantastic, where he has been fantastic, where he has definitely shown his chops as an actor. And I think that that is amazing. However, when it comes to superhero films, it is just not the case. Now, Morbius, Morbius his his backstory is pretty similar from the comics that it was in the in the movie. You know, he's born with a blood disease that's killing him. He tries to cure that disease with his best friend in the comics, Nikos, um, and they they go on a ship to do this. And Morbius, his name's Michael Morbius. So I'm just gonna call him Morbius because it's easy, but. Morbius essentially is like, hey, we're going on this on this ship, essentially this this freight ship to do this experiment because I don't want anybody to figure out what we're doing because they were trying to use electricity to synthesize, you know, blood, right, to make blood cells. It has to do with um, international he, waters too, right? Because that's how the movie is, like something about laws and it's illegal and all this stuff. So they're going out. The experiment itself in the comics, I believe, was illegal, but not the. Uh, not necessarily, it's not that it was illegal for him to do what he was doing. He didn't want anybody to know what he was doing because it hadn't been done before. Right. So it was that kind of thing. He also didn't want people to know that he was dying. Right. So in the comic, he was dating Martine. I think in this one, there's like a implied relationship and all that. And we'll get into it. But in the comics, they're, they start off, they're, he, they're fiancés, right? They're, they're to be married. And he won't tell her what the, the, the experiment is and essentially that just kind of boils down to it came out in the 70s so in the 70s women were kind of seen not heard unfortunately because men just can't get it together but 
she's on the she's on the train she's on the I said train excuse me she's on the boat he's on the boat Nikos his best friend is on the boat they're doing the experiment with the vampire bat Morbius does it on himself and he starts screaming it goes wrong Nikos turns the machine off that they built to do this and then uh, he's effectively a living vampire at that point not a not a vampire a pseudo vampire that's why they call him Morbius the living vampire it's a nice play on words but anyway. Once that's over, he comes out. He's like white, like like white as rice white. Uh, he's he's even more vampire looking. He already looked like a vampire to begin with because of his disease. Uh, so he always, you know, talks about himself being hideous and blah, blah, blah. And he doesn't know what he did to deserve the beautiful Martine, blah, blah, blah. That's kind of how comics worked back in the day. So aside from that... Um, he accidentally kills Nikos, right? He like lunges at him and like puts his hands on his throat and, and, and chokes him out and whatever and accidentally kills him. And he's like, oh my God, what have I done? He's like, I got to go talk to Martine. She'll know what to do. She she has delicious blood. And then he's like, oh my God, I can't go see Martine either because I'm going to drink her blood and I love her, and blah, blah, blah. So he essentially just jumps off the boat and he's he, he's I mean, he's trying to kill himself effectively. So that that's his backstory. Then he gets found. Uh, later on in the water by some, I want to say sailors. I want to, I think it's sailors. I can't quite remember. It's been a long time since I read the story, but that's the scene that you get on the in the movie when he's on the boat and he kills all those guys. Like that's straight from the comics. They're just not mercenaries in the comics. So yeah, they they take that for sure. All those guys, you know, drinks their blood. And he's and then as soon as he's done drinking their fucking blood, he feels really bad about it because he's you know. He's not soulless. He's not un, he, undead. He's still alive. So he still has the faculties of himself before he became this pseudo vampire. And that's just kind of like his backstory. Then he goes off and he's getting ready to drink the blood of uh, Spider-Man or I think and the lizard shows up and all this other shit. So like, you know, he, he that's his backstory in general in a nutshell without me talking forever. So why do, do you not like that- it if his backstory is... I mean, there are differences, obviously, but it is yeah, sure. closer to the comic than the cartoon, the 90s cartoon. Why do you not yeah, like Yeah, the, the 90s cartoon changed things because of censorship, right? As a cartoon, it was on Saturday mornings for kids. They absolutely could not have him biting people's necks and sucking blood. Like, like it was just not happening. So the way around that was to have him have those suckers on his hands so that he could grab people's arms. And then instead of them saying he's sucking their blood, he was taking their plasma away, right? So that, that was the way for them to have that be okay on a 90s cartoon Saturday mornings. And that was like the most popular Morbius had been. You know what I'm saying? Like he was su- he was so popular for that that – he was supposed to have a cameo in uh, the original ending of Blade, the 90s movie that came out. He he had his own comic in 92, which actually did pretty well before it got canceled. So, I mean, he was, he was popular enough, but people just didn't know how to make a vampire cool to do on the big screen or the silver screen. So that's kind of what happened. You bring the up Blade. So, like, when I was watching Morbius, I was thinking that they're starting a new Blade. Like, there's, mm-hmm. it's supposed to be in the works or whatever. They have cast the new Blade and all this. I could just see them having, like, a movie where they're kind of going at it. You know, obviously, neither one of them is probably going to die because they have, you know, that's just how it's going to be. But, I mean, it could be a cool movie, Blade chasing him and doing stuff. I could see it as a way to introduce more people. I think that 
there is endless potential for Morbius, endless potential for Blade as well. I think Blade, we don't have much to worry about right now because one, it's still in the works, and two, because um, Marvel is doing it, and they have a. Uh, no matter what people think, Mar- Marvel definitely has a formula to their to their films, and I think that Blade will be fine. You know, Blade has enough of a following. I think it's going to be fine. Do you think this but, would be better if Marvel would have done this instead of Sony? I think every superhero movie would be better if it weren't done by Sony because Sony has a hard time letting the characters breathe. I think the best thing that Sony has done, um, like superhero movie wise, like I, I enjoyed the the 2002, 2004, 2005 or whatever Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire and all that, because that's what we had at the time. And, you know, they're fun to go back and watch. They're real campy and stuff. That's kind of what superhero movies were at the time. Then you have their Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. Amazing Spider-Man, like, I'm to actually have that playing right now, currently, as we speak, in the background. Amazing Spider-Man, I actually think that that's a really good movie. I agree. I think that they... I like it. I, I know think, a lot of people don't, but I actually really like Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, it has problems for sure. I think that they... up played peter being just you know i don't want to use the word emo because that's been that's been used so much but like the his characterization of peter i think was definitely overblown a bit but i really like andrew garfield as peter parker it makes sense the way that he acts as peter parker because peter parker in the comics was kind of a dick peter parker was a nerdy guy who was very interested in girls and all of that. And then he got bit by the spider and he got muscles and he was cool, but he couldn't really tell anybody that he was Spider-Man and all that. So he was a dick to to villains. You know what I'm saying? That's why he's so quippy and we love it. And then they played that up. And now Spider-Man's like one of the most famous superheroes in, in this universe. Like he, you can't go anywhere and sew a picture of somebody, a Spider-Man, I don't know who he is. It's just, it's, it's impossible, right? But it makes sense for Peter's character to be the way that he is in the movie. I really like that. I think they played it up a little bit more than they should have, but I enjoyed the movie. And around that time this movie came out, like 2012, I want to say, like it was a trend for movies like this to end the same way. You know, the villain is doing something that's going to shoot a beam into the air that does a thing to the people of whatever city they're in. And then the main hero has to stop that machine. Like, yes, that that's definitely a trope, but I think this movie starts well. I think it ends well. I think it has enough pieces in the middle. And then you get to the Amazing Spider-Man two, uh, the soundtrack for Amazing Spider-Man two. It's fantastic. I don't care what anybody says. I love it. I think it's one of the best Spider-Man soundtracks we're ever going to get. I loved it. Absolutely. Um, Emma Stone and is her chemistry with you know then boyfriend Andrew Garfield still on point. Her death scene from the comics is in there at, as best as it can be. The Goblin in that movie didn't like it, but I mean that's what we got. Um, Electro in the movie definitely wasn't the best thing we could have no. got, but that's what we got. they screwed him they all were, up. I thought. Yeah, they 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 were using the the version of him from the. Uh, ultimate spider-man comics which i understood going in because i read those comics but anyway they they kind of fucked him up whatever but they were trying to rush and do a, a they were sony's so ready to do a sinister six film which is why they wanted morbius to work out which is why they added vulture mm. in the end of the movie is because they want to do sinister six but the problem is sinister six only works if you have spider-man otherwise it's stupid 
It's, it just doesn't make sense. Why are they together? Who are they fighting? It's stupid. It just really doesn't make sense. Sinister Six need- is put together by Kingpin, is it not? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they they can put together a couple times, but he's like the main, like he's like the money behind it for the most part. But yeah, okay. anyway, like back to Morbius. I'm gonna jump back to Morbius because we're going on a tangent. But I just di- I didn't like Morbius too much because, like I said, the acting wasn't great. The story was kind of rushed. There was a lot of scenes in the movie where he's like slashing people's throats and shit, but you and there's like no blood, but you can hear the sound of the blood, bro. Like, are yes. you kidding me? That's what I'm saying. An R rating and adding blood would have helped the movie a lot. It's not just an R rating. It is a different edit entirely. That could have worked if they just didn't edit the sounds of people's fluids coming out like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, that's a dumb choice. Somebody got paid thousands of dollars to do this. Are you, that's not okay. And then like, I'm I'm going into spoiler territory. Like I already said, Um, at the end of the movie, when Martine uh, is, is, is dying right and morbius goes over to her and she like the kiss and she like bites his lip so he bleeds in her mouth i'm just i was just like dude this is so old. like I, I think morbius would have been awesome if it came out in 2005 it would have been amazing why i would have loved it. why yes why 2005 uh, well, just in the early 90s, let me say. When I say early 90s, obviously, I mean the early 2000s. So if it came out between the year 2000 and 2000... I'm, you know what? I'm going to say 2000 2005. And the reason why I'm saying that is because what we got in that movie was something akin to what we would have seen in movies that were coming out around that time, right? The CGI was definitely wonky in the movie. The villain was pretty annoying. Um, I'm pretty sure he was supp- he was meant to be Hunger from the comics, but way less cool. But Matt Smith was the best part of the movie because he knew exactly what the assignment was and he just did his thing. So thank God for him because he was the he absolutely the part of the movie that made it worth it. Tyrese being in the movie was kind of just there. He was yeah very that that didn't kid. really that was a weird casting. He really added nothing to me. Exactly. And and that's the thing, dude. There, there's so many characters in this movie that are in the movie for reasons that just don't make sense. Um, and that's a Sony thing, man. They do that kind of shit all the time. Uh, they, they try so hard to build a franchise out of a first movie when you should just let the movie be. Like, for an example, The Batman. We've seen the movie The Batman, and yeah, there's stuff that we can see in the next movies. You know, we got some Joker stuff in there. Uh, what's going to happen with the Riddler? Uh, people, for some reason, think that the adrenaline, because it's green, it's 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 venom from Bane, which, no, it's just adrenaline. Uh, and, you know, stuff like that's going on. People are... You know, people want to see it, but that's because the movie was shot well. It was done well. The script was well. The acting was well. But they didn't show us this movie with anticipation for the second film it was just a good film but when you go to morbius this movie exists so that other movies can be made like the sinister six not morbius 2 sinister six and that's the issue with this film like it it, that's what you would expect from movies in the early 90s 2001 2005 that's what you would expect to see at that time and people like myself probably would have enjoyed it back then you know what i mean uh, and that's also before uh, – I want to say that's before the the Twilight craze. I could be wrong on that. I think that came out like 2004. So. We're not talking about that shit. I mean, but – I mean, we you, you kind of have to because we're talking about vampires, right? So like if Those it had come vampires. out around – That's garbage. Come out that's around, boo-boo shoes. I don't want to hear anything. 
Well, Morbius is is also boo boo shoes, in my opinion. It's and it's. Scoo- I don't see why Scoo- you like uh, Matt Smith's character so much. I thought he didn't really Who's add you? anything. Like Morbius didn't add anything. But why I mean, are we watching what, about Morbius? Because he's. As a I mean, it's a normal vampire though. You're battling the blood thing. Like that's pretty much the whole plot of the thing. Is he's a new vampire, like a fresh vampire, ish. Because he's not a full-fledged vampire. Sun doesn't burn him, all that, whatever. I don't know. Just Matt Smith's character was weird. Like, you saw it coming. And then it, him as a villain, you were just like, eh, whatever. Meh. And he kind of looked weird in parts as a villain to me. Like, the CGI on him was kind of weird. CGI in general was weird. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah, that's what I said. Like- in parts, it was really wonky. Like, especially when they're... Because they're not the normal vampire of, like, just like the canine fangs or whatever, or even the front two teeth. It's like all their mouth is like sharp teeth, like a predator. And so mm-hmm. whenever they would like have that little scene where like kind of snarling and doing stuff, it reminded me of how, um, I am legend did like how they would do the mouth some. And it was kind of wonky on that too. And I was just like, okay, if that makes I sense. Think- I think that this movie would benefit from practical effects when it comes to vampires. That's most from, from movies, though, I think. I mean, I mean, we can say that, but can you see uh, a Hulk film being made with practical effects just, nowadays? When they overdo CGI, which I know this movie has a lot of CGI, there's some cool stuff, like I said, like the Matrixy, the waves coming off of them. I thought that was a cool, like, visual touch. But when they overdo CGI parts, like Moon Knight, there was some there were some episodes we talked about the CGI was overdone. It kind of just gets to me it gets annoying. I guess to like maybe your average everyday person that watches effects like that they're like, "Oh, this is cool," but after a while I'm like, "Meh." Kind of thing. That's fair. Um let me ask you so you're curious as to why I dislike Morbius. But I'm kind of curious as to why you like Morbius. Well, see, you're saying I, I like it like I'm giving this thing like a crazy rating. I gave it like a mediocre rating. I'm just saying I went in with thinking boo-boo shoes. Because have you seen have you seen anything positive about this movie on the internet before you watch whatever? Uh yeah, that that people like Morbius in general, that it's finally coming out. That's pretty much it though. Okay, but once they saw it, the majority of people were bashing it. We're just saying it's garbage, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, they this movie unabashedly got trashed. Okay, it got so trashed. I figured because I was hyped for it. Whenever they announced it, I was stoked. I was like, "Ooh, a vampire!" Yes, anything dark like that, I get drawn to. So I was stoked for it. But then after all that, it kind of really diminished my expectations. And when I watched it, I was like. It's not as bad. Like I wasn't expecting some crazy awesome thing that's gonna blow my mind. Like I'm, this like I said, this is not the Avengers or Endgame or anything like that. This is mm-hmm. a vampire movie. Like I know what it is going in. It's a dude that's gonna get infected. He's gonna be fighting the urge for blood. All while potentially trying to do good, depending on how they want to play it or which direction they're going, and that's about it. Like that's really all it was. I the, all the other stuff, eh? The Martine thing, 
I don't know. I don't know if I felt like that was not in the comics. I could be wrong because, like I said, I haven't read it. But I just felt like that was something they added to potentially throw in later if they did have a success in one of the Morbius two. They were setting up something with her that you mentioned. That was kind of weird, but whatever. She's definitely in the comics, and she becomes. Uh, does she a become vampire? a vampire though? That's what I mean. Like I know she's in the comics, like you said, but does she get yeah, his she powers? You say she did? I don't don't think you heard me, but yeah, she totally becomes a vampire later in the comic. Okay. Well, eh, still eh on that. Just because, like, that was a lot of things. Um, I thought it was, I mean, like I said, I got a Dracula Untold vibe for it. Like, I enjoyed watching Dracula Untold. I've watched it several times. I would probably watch Morbius a time or two more. Is it something like the Batman that I'm going to watch? Pretty much any time I get it, like a chance or it's on TV or anything like that. No, it's not something that's going to be on repeat for me, but it wasn't as bad as people made it out to be. I thought it was a decent well, vampire superhero movie. That was PG 13 with no blood. I'm glad you enjoyed uh, at least that enough. Cause to me, that sounds terrible. I think in this day and age, like I said, if this movie came out in the early nineties and we didn't have what we have now, Companies didn't have the money that they have now to put into these movies that they're making and the actors that they're getting, all of that, then sure, I would probably give this movie a pass as well. But I also think that you're being extremely lenient on this movie because you don't know about the character, you like vampires, and you've listened to the negative uh, feedback coming from other fans of the character himself and possibly... Uh, the comic version of him, the 90s version, as you're familiar with as well. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, it wasn't that bad. But when you look at this as a movie compared to the stuff that we get now, when you look at this as a movie compared to the the the, the, the genre, essentially, you know, this dark hero kind of dark avenging angel type character. And then you look at stuff like, Speaking of Angel, like you look at stuff like Buffy, like Angel, you watch how those vampires are done, how they how they were done right, in my opinion. And then you get to this. There's too, too many cooks in the kitchen. There's too much money being thrown around for this type of movie. And I just think that what we got is not what we Are you talking about the Buffy movie or uh, the show? I'm not the show. If I ever bring up Buffy, it's always the show. I've never watched the show. I've watched the movie. Never watched the show. And you are doing yourself a major disservice. Like, but that's the other thing, though. If you were to watch Buffy now, it wouldn't be nearly as good to you as as it would have possibly been when you were, you know, younger. Like when the show was in its right in, in its promise, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I but that's kind of how I feel about this movie. I feel like it's just too little, too late. The movie came out way too late. All the characters, the motivations, the acting and stuff is, is very old school, kind of amateurish is how I feel about it. And there's a lot of scenes in the movie that were edited very poorly. It looks like it was made to be rated R, and then they edited it down to be PG-13. I agree with that. I think um, R would have helped it. I think if you could have yeah. let them have the R rating and play with that, that would have helped. I think that would have a yeah, lot man. of stuff, though, especially darker characters. Like I said, man, I think that the CGI was a real hindrance to this movie alongside some other stuff. But we'll talk about CGI some more in a little bit here, you know. So we, I got, got plenty to say about CGI. All right. Um, well, we'll get yeah, off man, of Morbius. I, I, we've spent a big chunk on that. Um, absolutely. Like I said, I gave Did it. it like a, I gave it a decent rating. 
It may change as I go along, but like, it wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I'll say that. But in fairness, you do have a valid point. I never read the comics, so if I was more familiar with the comic material, I may be more partial because once I tend like, I guess with anybody, when you you learn about something, like kind of the first thing you you get from it, um, like people that grew up with um, the Spider Man movies you were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. like that's their Spider Man, or for us, Batman. Michael um, Michael Keaton and, and Jack Nicholson and stuff. That was yeah. my Batman and Joker forever. You know, like, you're familiar with that, and then if they deviate from that, you're not as a fan. So, I mean, if I've been more familiar with the comics and that's what I... When I think of Morbius, I go to that, then, yeah, I'll, I'll probably have been more disdain and dislike for it. But when I think of Morbius, what I'm most familiar with, like you said, is the 90s thing, which is completely different than what Morbius really is. So compare the nineties cartoon to this, he's a darker vampire, you know? So that's kind of, I guess what you're referring to. And that's kind of, I guess what I'm pulling from. That's what I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. Cause sucking blood with hands is kind of weird or plasma. Uh, but we'll finish on Morbius on that. And uh, yeah, you can make your decision. Let us know what you think about it. If you hate it. I mean, everybody has their own opinion. Like I said, it's not, I will say this, though. Don't expect a blockbuster film. Like, don't expect something that's going to just blow your mind. And I didn't either. Um, so, yeah. We'll throw that out there. But Marvel had some news. And uh, I'll touch briefly on one thing. And I think Christian has one to touch as well. So, we'll kind of go quick through it. Uh, first thing, Daredevil. Daredevil is coming back. It has been confirmed that Marvel is developing a Daredevil TV series for Disney Plus. And Charlie Cox is coming back as Daredevil, I believe, since he uh, did have his little cameo recently. And Kingpin, I believe, is also going to be coming back. So I am super freaking excited about this. This was probably one of my favorite Marvel, may have been my favorite Marvel show they've done so far. I love the shit out of Daredevil. I really loved that show. Um, I liked how dark it was. I liked how realistic it was with him getting his ass kicked, and then you could see that he got his ass kicked a lot. So I'm super stoked for it. Hopefully they don't shit the bed with it. But uh, him coming back, and I would I'm really excited to see what they have going on with it. Christian, do you what do you think about it? Um, so Daredevil, the the Marvel Netflix Daredevil show, absolutely one of the best things that I've seen in a long time. I love that version of Daredevil. I love Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved his original costume with the all black. It was fantastic. His costume that he got, like the the red one, the red devil one, like it was it was fine. I, mean, I liked it, but I didn't love it. I wanted to love it, but I just didn't. Um, it was better than the leather Ben Affleck suit. So Wait, we don't speak sure. on that. Good God, <laughs> we don't talk about that movie. Okay, that movie was yeah. boo boo shoes. Yeah, man. But the but Daredevil itself, man, top tier. Like. Mm-hmm. It was it was S tier to me. I loved it. Season one was fantastic. Season two had some moments that were really weird for me, but I still loved it. I really liked Elektra, and I didn't think that I was going to. And then uh, you know you get the Defenders, and Daredevil is absolutely the best part of the Defenders. I will fight anyone who disagrees with me. And then you get you know Daredevil season three, and we knew that it was coming to an end at season three, unfortunately, but it it ended with a fucking bang. I have a and question. Yeah. 
You said you'll fight anybody on Defenders. Who would be the other character that'd be better in Daredevil in the in the Defenders? Who would be better than Daredevil? Yeah, who would someone argue? Because like, I, I agree with you. I'm backing you 100% on Daredevil. So I'm just trying to figure out who... Because if you say Iron Fist, I watched the show, but I wasn't crazy about the show. So I'm not sure. I'm trying to figure out who you're going to throw like as potentially the best character of Defenders. Um, I think that an argument could be made maybe kind of in passing... Poss- no, you know, no, actually, no. There's nobody in the show better than Daredevil. Okay. All the best characters came from Daredevil. Uh, like Stick being in it was great. Daredevil himself was fantastic. Then you had um, Elektra, who was also from Daredevil. They were all the best characters of the show in its entirety. Like it was just good. Uh, I, I, I don't know, dude. Jessica Jones was was fun. You know, but Jessica Jones. My was- favorite part of her was the villain in season one. Um, I can't think of his name. I was intrigued by him. Like, a good villain fascinates me. His name's Kilgrave. Yes. He was very interesting to me. His moniker in the comics is the Purple Man. But, yeah, I agree with you. He Jessica Jones season one was the best season for sure. Season two was very strange. And then season three was fine, but it wasn't not it was nothing compared to season one. But Daredevil, I mean, you know, season one was fantastic. Season two, like I said, had some wonky moments, but it was still pretty good. And then season three was also fantastic. So I got nothing bad to say about it. Um a part of me is obviously worried because um it it won't be as dark. We won't get as much swearing, it won't be nearly as as much blood in the show. So it won't be nearly as brutal, which I'm not because of Disney. Looking. Yeah, because of Disney. Yeah, um, but but with that said, though, I still think that the show has potential to be great. The reason why I enjoyed that so much. Why, is why do you think where, they'll do that? Do you think because I mean they put if they wanted to avoid all that, couldn't they have just not put the new ones on there and put like the adult rating or whatever or whatever rating they've done on Disney Plus? Do you think they can't like follow suit of kind of what they had on Netflix, like what was previously done on Netflix, and keep what people liked because obviously it was a hit? Or do you think, think they're going to water it down? I, I mean, I think honestly, you just got you got to use common sense on that. Like, they're absolutely going to water it down. I mean, look at um, Hawkeye. Hawkeye was you know cool and good action, and and Kingpin was in it, but it wasn't nearly as, you know, brutal and bloody as it it would have been. Like, can you honestly look me in the eye right now, or in general, and say the Kingpin that we got in, um, the Kingpin that we got in in Daredevil and season one through three, and then the Kingpin that we got in Hawkeye, do you think that that same Kingpin would have lost to, to... uh, Kate Bishop, do you think he would have lost to her, dude? Hell no, he would have well, killed I, her. I don't know because I haven't watched Hawkeye, so thanks for spoiling the Kingpins in it. How have you not watched that yet? That's old as shit. I know. I honestly, I haven't watched WandaVision, Loki, none of them. I haven't watched any of them yet. We're done here. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, <laughs> I haven't watched now. any of them, but I, Kingpin is my f- Kingpin is one of my favorite parts of Daredevil. I love his character. So you're saying he's kind of sucked in the Disney in the Hawkeye one? I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything else. You need to go watch these shows. You Wait, got plenty. Don't tell of me re- he sucked because if you're saying he sucked and they've like wussed him down or that kind of that disappoints me. I do expect Disney. Like I was just kind of playing devil's advocate. 
I would love for them to make it similar to Netflix's Daredevil, but I do think they'll water it down. Because, like you said, it's Disney. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be watered down. I hope they don't, but I, I kind of expect it. But now you've made me sad yeah. about Kingpin, so thanks, Christian. You ruined my day. I think you ruined your own day by you not watching shit all over my either. all over my parade here. Yeah, you shit in your own draws, dog. You could have been watching that stuff. <laughs> you so, you knew what you were doing when you didn't watch them. Like it would make. I mean, you watched Moon Knight. We yeah, Moon Knight's about on. What the hell, dog? <laughs> I've watched the Star Wars stuff for the most part. You watched the Mandalorian. You watched Book uh, of Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. But you didn't watch any of the like. That's the only no Wandavision. Why- no, I'm trying to think if I can go in order. Wandavision, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Loki. What else am I missing? Hawkeye. Isn't there another one. Why do you have Disney Plus? I mean, my wife has Disney Plus. Honestly, Jesus Christ, you let me down today. Good. You need to be let down sometimes. All right, so we're both excited about Daredevil. We're getting off on a tangent. Most excited about Daredevil. It was announced. It's confirmed. It's happening. Kind of expected it after the Spider-Man stuff. And I believe there was rumors floating anyways. And I'm with mm-hmm. Christian. I love the I love uh, Charlie Cox's Daredevil. I, and Matt Murdock. I, I love it. So hopefully they don't shit the bed on it. We hope. But them coming back, surely they'll do okay. Fingers crossed. Uh, there's some other Marvel news, though. I know Christian is chomping at the bit to talk about. So, Christian, go for it. Yeah, man. So on the topic of Marvel, we did get a trailer finally for She-Hulk. Uh, it, it, it does exist. It is happening. It's coming out in August. So we got, what, four months until we can watch you know the first episode of She-Hulk. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I got to say, though, the trailer was fun. The trailer was really fun. For those of you who have seen it, uh, She-Hulk is definitely one of those characters who leans heavy into the comedy, um, which makes sense for her in the comics if you've read those. Her character is very sexualized, but in the right way, if that makes sense. She owns it, and her character, you know, just kind of shines for it. And she can change in between being regular Jennifer Walters or her She-Hulk form whenever she wants. Uh, so that's also great. She's not nearly as strong as Bruce Banner Hulk, but she's still pretty fucking strong. So it's going to be fun to see that. And she's an attorney. So it's, re- it's going to be really fun to see that kind of stuff. I'm assuming that they will have Matt Murdock, Daredevil's character show up, or Charlie Cox's version of Daredevil show up in the show at some point, at least in the courtroom. It makes sense. They meet in the comics all the time when they're doing their jobs, their day jobs. Is she and, based uh, out of I'm New really- York as well? Or Hell's Kitchen or anything? She's not based out of Hell's Kitchen, but she is in New York. Okay. Uh, so yeah, they, they're going to cross paths then, especially being attorneys. We'll see. Her backstory, though, in a nutshell, is that uh, she was involved in a uh, an accident. She almost died. Bruce Banner was in the area. He was a match for blood. They do a blood transfusion. And then she gets pissed off later and turns into She-Hulk. And that's kind of how that goes in a nutshell. So we do see a car, car crash in the trailer, which I'm assuming is how they're going to introduce her backstory. We do see... Uh, Bruce Banner Hulk in the trailer so he's going to be in it I don't know how much but he'll definitely be in it trying to help her control her transformations Um, Abomination is going to be in it which is fantastic because we haven't seen him since Shang-Chi and before Shang-Chi we hadn't seen him until Edward Norton's version of the Incredible Hulk so that was 2008 I want to say 
2009, something like that. So it's been a long time since we've seen that. No, it was probably before that. It doesn't even matter. It's been a long time. So I'm really excited to see him. Tim Roth is back as well, playing Emil Blonsky. So I can't wait to see that. Um, I've got to say, though, um, She-Hulk's CGI is very fucking weird, and I don't like it. She looks like she's supposed to look as far as, like, the character's body and height and all that. But when they show, like, close-ups of her face, she just... It, it, it looks like her face is floating on her face, if that makes sense. Like, her face is floating on her head. And I really hope that Marvel, with all the money that they have, the CGI is just in pre-production, and they haven't quite finished it, but they wanted to get this trailer out because it's four months out. But knowing Marvel, it, it could go either way. We get wonky CGI in these shows all the time. Uh, Moon Knight's a perfect example of that. So I don't know. Um, I'm really excited for the show. I can't wait. I'm sure it's going to be funny. There's a lot of sexual innuendos in there, like in the comics and all that. It seems like they're using the uh, the burn run of, of her uh, comic origins and all that as well. The sensational She-Hulk, I think is what it's called. But I'm, I'm really excited to see it. I just really, really, really fucking hope that they fix Tatiana's uh, CGI because Jesus Christ, she looks fucking Have you seen weird. where people are saying she looks like the Shrek, like a female Shrek? She does. I mean, unfortunately, <laughs> she does, man. Like how it is, and it. I'm sure that Marvel is seeing all of this negative, you know, stuff said about the CGI, and they're going to do something about it. Hopefully, but I mean, realistically, there'll be a lot of scenes of her like breaking stuff and ripping out of her clothes and like flirting with dudes and all that. So I'm sure there'll be a lot of stuff that is admissible in that. Um, but goddamn, it, you can't deny. You cannot deny that she looks weird. So, like I said, hopefully they fix that. Especially because Hulk looks fine. Uh, Abomination looks really fucking good. So, if you spend all the time and money on them, like, she, it's called She-Hulk. So, like, fix her face. It's not that, I mean, I don't know how hard it is. I don't do CGI work. But, come on, man. I'm assuming that they're just not doing. So, hopefully that they fix that. Other than that complaint that I have, she looks great. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. I'm excited for the rest of the show. Um, it's going to be ten episodes. We'll see how long it is. Um, and yeah, man, that's that's the news I got on that. All right. Well, that's uh, I believe that's all of our topics. So it's that time again, boys and girls. Whiskey. You gotta get your whiskey because it is last call. Pass the whiskey. All right. Today's last call question coming from the one and only on the inside yet again. A man's bringing all the heat and questions today. Uh, his question is, since spring is here and the weather is getting better, what place or site is your favorite for its breathtaking view? I.e. mine is Blur Ridge Mountains. Um, so I'll start. Me, um, I, uh, I live essentially in a field surrounded by forest and stuff. So Tennessee, I have to say, is a really pretty state. Um, there, there's rolling hills and stuff and, and we have trees and stuff everywhere. So like our back area, backyard area and stuff is really pretty Christian seen it, uh, especially the fall and all, but, um, anywhere with water for me is, is big. I love being around the water. Um, so right off the top of my head, places I love Tennessee river, um, just being around like, uh, down on the Tennessee river, um, see different different parts it's just where we usually go there's trees everywhere you're on the water 
and you have like wilderness all around. It's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. I uh, love being around there. Um, and like I said, anywhere water, lakes, ocean, anything like that. But Tennessee River, I do enjoy that. That's probably the closest site that uh, you know that I I love to see. Uh, Christian, what about you? Uh, there are two sites that I really like. One is not even in the city that I live in. Um, cause I don't get out a whole lot. I'm always working and, and I'm on a tablet drawing all the time. So there's a place in Florida that you can go to that, uh, it's universal studios and looking at the universal studios globe is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. It is the second most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life as far as looking at something goes. So there's that. And then What's the first? Number one. first thing. So I don't know if you've noticed, but my partner has some really pretty eyes. So I, just I thought you were going to say me, Christian. Look, you just disappoint me all kinds of day. You're just hurting me in my feelers. <laughs> I mean, it's the truth, though, man. Like, have you seen her eyes? They're fucking gorgeous. And this guy just can't get no love. <laughs> just can't get no damn love today. <laughs> <laughs> those are those are my answers though hopefully they made enough sense for you okay uh, like i said ocean though i do love ocean stuff i've never been to universal that's that's something that's like on my bucket list it's fantastic i can't wait to go again all right well that's our last call question if you want your last call question to be answered by us come to the gilded drop it in there go to gg slash sinister pack in the application just put from the podcast and then you can go down to the Sipping with Sin section and look for last call questions. There's also episode chat, topics, all kinds of stuff, drinks. There's lots of stuff to talk about. Personal horror stories, sinister tales. You can include stuff in there. All kinds of good stuff. Or you can hit us up on the social medias. Social medias, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Sipping with Sin, S I P P I N with Sin. And then you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and TikTok at I am Sinister TV. We do TikTok live streams Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday in the afternoons, usually around 4.30 p.m. Central Time, um, and we post on Twitter and Insta pretty regularly. You can definitely hit me up on there, or you can come to the Facebook stream, which we stream Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday mornings, uh, pretty early, uh, fb.gg slash TV, or you can come to the Twitch streams, which are Friday and Saturday mornings, twitch.tv slash TV is where you can find me for them. Christian, where can the lovely folks find you? You guys can find me on uh, Instagram and TikTok at Ven and Inc. That is V-E-N and Inc. Those are the only places you can find me currently online because I am a hermit and I don't like being on the computer longer than I have to be. Gotcha. And come say hi to us. It definitely, if you come follow us or find us, you know, say hi. I'm from the podcast. You know, we, we love to hear feedback. We love to hear things. Uh, definitely be sure to check out the episodes. Keep rating it five stars. Keep subscribing and following. It helps us a ton. And if you want to watch the video version of the podcast, we didn't talk about this before, but it is uploaded every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Central Time on my personal YouTube. You can just go to YouTube.com and then just type in I Am Sinister and you should be able to find it. Sipping with Sin podcast episodes every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Uh, we are also uploaded the audio version on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and much, much more. So keep writing, keep spreading the words, and we appreciate you all. Thanks for listening to another episode. And, uh, Let's let Christian close it down.
Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of Sipping with Sin. Be sure to leave a five-star review, smash that like button, and subscribe if you haven't already. Leave your recommendations in the comments, but most importantly, don't forget. Don't get gutted. Christian loves CGI and Morbius. See you guys next week. So much for tuning in to another episode of Sipping with Sin. Please don't forget to leave a rating and submit your last call questions to our socials. That's at Sipping with Sin everywhere. And if you want to hit us up personally, you could find me at Vin and Ink. That is V E N and Ink, or I am Sinister TV for the Sinister Man himself. And guys, don't get gutted.